In the 23rd episode of The Deming Lens, we'll discuss point number eight of Dr. Deming's 14 points, drive out fear. Let's begin by listening to Dr. Deming talk about point number eight of his 14 points. Point eight is to drive out fear, build trust. It's purely a matter of management. For point number eight, I'd like to take a look at the causes of fear, what neuroscience is discovering about fear, uh, the impact of fear on the individual and the company. And we'll also take a look at ways we might be able to mitigate fear in the organization or rid the organization of fear. Starting with the causes of fear, Dr. Deming points out many things in his writings that could affect fear. So one of the most popular is a performance appraisal, where people already believe that their performance is good, and then they're told otherwise, or they're not told very often. It's not just a matter of doing more performance appraisals. It's a matter of getting rid of the performance appraisal and providing feedback as an alternative. Rewards can be a source of fear as people drive towards certain goals to achieve them. They may be cheating the system or manipulating numbers. All those are types of things that can create fear in an organization because we know that many organizations are focused on short-term results. Also look at measures associated with those rewards. There could be quotas, and that's not just at the worker level, as I've stated in previous Deming Lens episodes. Dividend, profit are just as potent as by-piece types of quotas or number of appointments set or how many did you complete today, Uh, not knowing. Um, Rumors are are sources of fear. The company might be closing. The company might get bought. Uh, People leaving creates fear. And obviously, one of the big ones associated with that is layoffs and the long-term damage associated with doing layoffs, and especially without leadership. And again, these are things that I've covered in Deming Lens before, that if you're doing layoffs and you're not showing leadership within an organization, then by taking a hit first at the leadership level and you're just laying off people. There are reasons for layoffs. I'm not disputing that. But people leaving on their own or people being laid off create uh, quite a bit of fear within the organization. It takes a long time for people to get over that. There's punitive management as a way of managing. Asking questions can be... Uh, very fearful, not only from management to an employee, but an employee to management for afraid to uh, ask questions, mistrust of management, and then obviously making a mistake and how the company uh, reacts to that, which kind of feeds into the punitive management component I spoke of earlier. So when we start to begin to look at the impact on workers in an organization's, one of the things that I like to do is kind of understand how people react to some of the questions that I ask them. Is there resistance to even responding to some of the questions that I might ask? Do they display uncertainty about their per- current position or the company? 
uh, silence is sometimes very powerful for uh, whether it's management or uh, frontline worker that doesn't answer a question or remains silent for fear of being able to respond in a truthful manner. Uh, competition, you will see, and that plays out especially in a way of people wanting to stay in their own lane. They don't, oh, well, that's that department, or I don't get into that management's thing. Those are all indicators to me that there's fear within an organization. It's also a loss of empathy because people become hardened as they stay in organizations that are very fearful. It's just kind of the way it is. We mentioned an exodus of people. Uh, happening is also an indicator of fear in an organization. You see no new ideas, no innovation, no new products, services. Uh, collaboration doesn't happen. And this gets back to staying in your lane. There's no real truth that is out there, not necessarily because it doesn't exist, it's because people are afraid to voice it. And management would frown upon you speaking up. From a neuroscience perspective, it's very interesting. Some of the latest research uh, indicates that there are five things that, in essence, create stress when they're challenged at a worker, well, a management level too. And those are if your standing's being threatened within the company, if things aren't predictable. In other words, if you don't know what's coming next, if there's no certainty about what's going to be happening. Uh, third thing is freedom. Do you have freedom? Is there some degree of self-rule within the organization? Or has all the work been designed for you and you're just being told to follow the process, as they would say? Belonging. There's If you're belonging or being able to relate to the organization is threatened, then that will cause stress in your in your brain. The fifth item is good faith. You know, are, are people being treated fairly within an organization? And these are all can be flushed out. Uh, it doesn't take a survey. <laughs> you can certainly do a survey, but you can tell by the reactions of people when you qu question them directly. And to me, this is one of the things that Really, it's hard for an organization to see because it's contained within itself. And that's why people coming from the outside can give you a fresh perspective on what is actually happening uh, within an organization. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a consultant. It could be even be a, you know somebody in management from another company that, that understands the differences between fear and, and a trusting type of environment. So what does fear do from a neuroscience standpoint? Well, it creates stress, and stress creates cortisol. And cortisol creates quite a few bad things within the human body. It interferes with your learning and your memory. Uh, it lowers your immune function and bone density. Uh, there's increased weight gain. Blood pressure goes up, cholesterol and heart disease and you know mental illness and even lower life expect expectancy are results of having uh, the stress that uh, leads to cortisol. So people under stress for long periods of time have lower life expectancies than 
people in a high trust organization. And this is really sad because we know most people in organizations are unhappy with the, the organizations and the way that they conduct business through Gallup polls and, and different polls that have been done over the years about satisfaction with working with companies. Now, I do see a lot of new companies with new thinking, but as they grow, um, and you see this in the technology industry, especially in some of the consulting that I've done, I've seen where a person or a company start and it's very open and, you know, there's maybe 12 people in there and they're really going at it and they work hard and they play hard and they're young and it's exciting to be a part of it. But as the company grows, there's more bureaucracy and there's more things to overcome and there's politics and things that start to enter the game. So being able to create an environment that reduces or eliminates fear is very difficult because it changes from one minute to the next. There are the characteristics of organizations that have good standing with regards to lack of fear or high trust. Some people like to use that particular word. Gets back to some of these brain things that you want to pay attention to that we're not challenging someone's social standing, that how is that playing? Are you sharing information? Is it, are, do people have some degree of predictability? You know, some of the research that's been done shows that people would rather know, regardless of whether it's good or bad news, if it's bad news, people still want to know kind of what's going on. And I could tell you from working with organizations that have done layoffs before, there's a lot of secrecy associated with it. And the fear is just never mind because of the layoffs, but because of the fear of not knowing. Autonomy, being able to design your own work, to be able to participate in that and be able to have a say in what's going on as opposed to being dictated to. Um, sense of belonging. I mean, social things, a lot of things that you'll see, uh, and spe especially in new and younger organizations that are growing and have capital, they'll do a lot of social events. Um, maybe whether it's going to a restaurant or playing ping pong or, you know, having a lunchroom within their building, those are all things that can be used to increase people's happiness and reduce fear because, if you have good friends there that are at work, it makes things much more enjoyable. And then the last thing is, are people open and honest? Is there good faith within the organization? Are you, are you communicating with integrity? Are you telling people the way it is? Now, sometimes people, as I said, they don't like to necessarily hear what you have to say. But if you're fair about it and you have integrity about it, then people will have reduced fear, they'll at least know what is happening and what's going on. So I always tell people, because I have one of the questions that's often asked is, do, you know, how much should you tell employees? My opinion is everything, <laughs> which is there, there aren't secrets per se. There are certainly some things might be off limits depending on the organization and what they're doing. But it's very difficult for organizations to copy. And, you know, we've talked about copying before. You're always trying to catch up if people try and copy what you're doing. Point eight is something that 
getting a lot of attention these days, not only because of the, we knew from psychology the effect of fear and how bad it is for you, but now with neuroscience and uh, you know the biology even of it with regards to cortisol and your body and the damage it does to individuals, organizations are becoming more attuned to how do they eliminate fear within the organization. And I've got to tell you, there's a lot of uh, unpacking to do there. Yeah, you're going to have to really look at things differently to, to remove fear because unless you're looking constantly and having outside views of, from people uh, from without the organization, that could even be from new people joining the company. It's difficult really to see fear because we're so used to some of the things that Dr. Deming railed against, like rewards and performance appraisals. They still exist, although I see more and more companies getting rid of certainly performance appraisals and then relooking at their reward systems. Thank you for listening to the Deming Institute podcast. Stay updated on the latest blogs, podcasts, programs, and other activities at Deming.org.